0: Take in the area. Join generation revolutionary clan. <laughs> Inviting people, telling stories, finding her. Today we are going to talk a little with Josh Morgan. Hi there, nice to meet you. Can you talk a little about yourself for us?
1: Hi Leah. Um, yeah, uh, like you said, my name is Josh. I live in Baltimore, Maryland, in the United States. I have been interviewing uh, what I call the helpers uh, for over nine years oh. now, since 2014. And I have a podcast called The Plural of You. Oh. <clears throat> As you probably know in English, there's not really a good word for, that's the <laughs> plural of you. So my the title of the podcast is a bit of play on words because it, it sort of gets us to look at, you know, what does it mean to have, you know, to consider more than one person you know, in our lives. Um, So I've been talking with helpers off and on for, like I said, nine years and uh, really looking for their stories, why they got involved in helping other people, why they want to make a difference. And then I also asked them for their advice on how we can make a difference, um, just kind of in our everyday lives. So um, other than that, I'm a data analyst. Um, I work for the state uh, that I live in. And uh Mary. Oh, I kids. have two cats <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. So that's me, that's Josh Morgan.
0: Oh that's awesome. And I really enjoy uh the idea uh of your podcast, plural of you. Uh indeed uh in in English there is no plural for you. Uh and our podcast is uh, almost have the same age uh this year my podcast dkla is um in the eighth season but uh, it will turn nine in february <laughs> so almost.
1: congratulations that's awesome
0: <laughs> well let's start with the questions that's uh what we came here in the first of all in the episode my new normal i I wanted to talk about uh, returning to life indoors, uh, after just a few months of outdoor life. Uh, Well, uh, you probably heard this expression a lot in 2020, new normal. (laughs) And, uh, well, uh, that moment I was going to, restart my outdoors life after many years at home. I'm a really shy person <laughs> and I'm not a cat person, but I, uh, at that moment I had my dog Chichi <laughs> with me. Now she's in heaven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to and, hear that.
0: Well, the question about this episode is how did you get into your current line of work? Well, (laughs) uh, after all this storm, let's, uh, let's talk about it.
1: (laughs) Sure. So I have, that's something I didn't mention about myself is I went through university Mm -hmm. here in the United States and have a master's degree in sociology, which if you're not familiar, the study of sociology is uh, the study of how people behave in groups. So that can be as small as two people or it can be as large as the entire planet. Uh, You know, how how does everybody interact when when they're in a room in the same setting or on the same planet with one another? How does everybody like behave? So I went to school for that. Um, I got a bachelor's degree and also went to graduate school and got a master's degree and I got into data analysis uh, kind of <laughs> by dumb luck. <laughs> um, so I, I moved with my wife. She she's also a, a ceramic artist and she went to grad school for that as well. Um, but I moved with her to go to grad school and it took me about a year to find a job. And I was kind of looking for anything I could get and I found a local position with a state education office that was looking for a data analyst. So that's kind of how my career started. That was back in 2014, about the same time I started the podcast, The Plural View. And uh, I've been doing that ever since. Um, So what I do as a data analyst is, I look at data that is collected from different sources to answer different questions so for example uh in my my latest position i had a i was in charge of uh the state of maryland and all the courses that children took in the state of maryland and i would have to answer different questions using data sets uh about the courses that children took like you know what grades did they earn or uh, how many absences did they oh, have, uh, you know, that kind it's of
0: It's a really interesting field of work. Uh, well, I'm, I'm also from social sciences. Uh, this, it was my first career. I studied law, <laughs> but I made oh, a transition okay. to, uh, graphic design after many reflections and, um, uh, analysis with psychologists. Um, i i'm a creative person and all that core to life <laughs>
1: uh i can tell from yes. your background <laughs> that you're an artist trust me <laughs> you're uh, you're uh, the background oh, behind you yeah. on camera
0: i'm a i am I illustrate uh, uh for a long long time since i was 8 or 9 years old but uh, well i really fight fight uh, had the uh, courage to jump uh, after doing a university, doing the law school, and uh, well, thinking, oh, <laughs> probably it's not for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's good that you realized it when you did and didn't go too far into well, it.
0: Well, uh, let's go next. Uh, in the Now, the other episodes uh, we are going to remix today. In the episode, Public Listening, I provoked uh, my listeners. Many of us started to speak better, (laughs) me included, but do we want to learn how to listen? Is it easy to lend your ear to someone else? (laughs) Well, before we continue, I think it was it's a really hard question for many people, especially from where I come. I think you you know I'm Brazilian, and here people are very talkative. Yes. Uh, and when we are shy, when we are introverts, <laughs> it's not well seen. People start thinking, "Oh, you have a problem. Uh, you, you are not." Uh, uh, OK, I can see you now.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I turned it on in the middle of your okay. question.
0: And uh, people here uh, they they don't like to just uh, sit down and listen um, uh, to what we want to say. Um, it's normal to see it's common to see people uh, trying to to say, uh, how to say, to fight who <laughs> will have the last voice. Uh, and well, to me, it's not uh, uh, it's not a good thing to do. It's not nice. That's why I made the episode. Yeah. Well, how about you, <laughs> what do you think?
1: Yeah, so I was very similar to what you're describing about yourself. Um, and podcasting actually helped me kind of break out of my shell a little bit. Because I remember the first episode I recorded, and I started listening back to the, the audio, I was like, Is that what I really sound like? Oh, my goodness. Um, but now I'm used to hearing what I sound like when I talk. Um, but it's that sort of thing. It's similar. in you know, how I my confidence in speaking with people as well as listening. I think podcasting has helped me become a better listener as well and not just trying to anticipate what people are going to say so that I can say something back but actually taking in what they're saying what they're feeling what they're trying to get across so that I can respond as best as I can to that and you know the the title of this episode public listening I think it makes me podcasting makes me a better listener in public too because I'm able to kind of sit with this new confidence, when I'm in public, and just listen to, like, if I'm in a crowd, like people are saying around me what's going on, so that I can pay more attention. Um, so, if anyone's listening that doesn't have a podcast, I would recommend, you know, giving it a shot. Even if you don't, if you don't think it, you have the right personality for it or whatever, or you don't have the right skills, you can learn. Um, podcasting is a really good way to That's become a better listener.
0: Well, many people uh, start today wanting to be famous, and uh, well, I think it's not the core. I uh, it's really good to listen to other people. Uh, they uh, we always have something to learn uh, with other people. It's a, <laughs> we have uh, podcasting has this power over us. Well, yeah. <laughs> definitely. and what do you think about the phrase, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with?
1: I think that's an interesting question because I've heard that before. And I think in most cases it's true, but if you don't have five close friends necessarily like in the moment, excuse me, you may think back to the five closest people in your life. And that could be your parents, it could be relatives, it could be other loved ones, it could be close friends, um, or people that you met in passing that kind of influenced you like a role model. So I definitely think that the five people that you're closest with would be uh who shaped your personality. So for me, I would think of my parents probably. And you know, it's a long story to get into, but for good and for bad, they they shape my personality. And, uh, and then I think of friends that I've had along the way. Um, I think of role models, um, like right here, I have uh, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, he was a children's television personality in the United States. And he taught love and kindness and that you know everybody has a place and everybody has value um, I think mr. Rogers shaped me too um, so yeah I would agree with the statement that you know, there's at least five people that that shape who we are as as, as oh, our personalities uh, are today I
0: I really like these two and I remember my uh, theater classes uh, and the, the teacher used to Uh, tell us before uh, creating a character think about yourself as a tree and each branch is uh, some influence you had uh, during your life your family your friends uh, important very important people in my case uh, one of the most influential people was my great-grandmother. She was a really wise woman, and she taught me many, uh, many lessons on how to be a kind and smart woman. She she was a teacher and, well, uh, I think, it's my most influential person in life after my, my parents.
1: I'm glad you got to know your great grandmother. That's that's a very special thing. Not everybody oh, has that ability when
0: I was 15 years old and uh, well, she is still. Uh, her voices echo echoes on, on my head <laughs> until nowadays. It's, it's mm-hmm. impressive.
1: I don't know if you've, you've heard of this concept of, uh, we have three deaths. The the first death is when we actually die and you know, we're, we're buried or cremated or whatever the case may be. The second death is when someone, you know, the people close to you stop saying your name or, you know, but that concept of like, you kind of disappear from memory. And then the third is. When you finally like all traces of you disappear, like even like your gravestone or whatever. So, I, I guess the reason I bring that up is thinking about your great grandmother. Like you're keeping her memory going, and she's still I with think you.
0: So I never thought about this, but yeah, uh, now I am really thankful. Yes. <laughs> so now the second circum- second circum- round questions. Uh, Uh, I don't know if you are a superstitious person. (laughs) Okay.
1: uh, Maybe a little depends.
0: uh, uh, (laughs) Do you have uh, any superstition to, to, uh, share with us?
1: (laughs) Superstitions. Hmm. I I can talk about my wife's (laughs) superstitions. (laughs) <laughs> i don't think she'll mind <laughs> um she uh she you ever heard the phrase knock on wood sometimes she'll she'll say things and she'll knock on okay. wood just to make sure that they <laughs> happen the way that she that she hoped that they would happen or or maybe even the opposite sometimes like like she also thinks about uh jinxes i don't know if you're familiar with the jinx like uh if you say something it might come true she's like oh don't say that it might come true i'm like well how am i supposed to talk about it if... oh. <laughs> so yeah i would say i would say she's more superstitious than i am um but yeah what about you I'm do you have any superstitions a, Well,
0: of uh, a superstitious person i'm uh religious sometimes i read the horoscopes but to be honest i i don't mm. um I don't believe 100% because, uh, well, concerning horoscopes, uh, I think they limit the person. Oh, uh, you are a certain sign and you have, (laughs) and you are shaped in a box and you can't talk with the other person just because of the sign. I don't know. Uh, We lose the opportunity of meeting new people just because of it and i really don't like uh this kind of superstition but the the one of knocking the door it reminded me mom (laughs) my mom she used it to to do it when we talked about death and many other stuff Uh, she would say oh please knock the door three times or (laughs) when we lose something we (laughs) We are supposed to jump three times. Uh, It's a very superstition among all the oldest people. Oh, it's really funny.
1: (laughs) I see. That is funny, yes. I know when my wife does it, I always (laughs) laugh at her. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) But it it, it helps her her out.
0: Well, one more question. If you could swap places with someone for one day.
1: Who would it be? <laughs> oh my goodness. I think if you don't mind, I'll ask you the same question first and then it'll give me some time to think about it. Do you, do you have someone uh, that you um, would swap with?
0: Nowadays, I, I have no idea. Maybe I would swap uh, now, right now, with someone who is in the North hemisphere you know, here is summer is hot.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it's winter where I am right now. So, yes.
0: So I, I do, cool I do love to choose web places with people in winter. I'm envying the uh, cold temperatures. But, uh, well, uh, if I think about the uh, time, I, I made the same question to one of my invitees, and uh, we talked about the past. <laughs> he wanted to to come back to the 19th century. I didn't go too far. <laughs> I went to the 1940s, <laughs> and both of us <laughs> thought, "Oh, it's war." Oh, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, well, I, I can just think about other times and planets and uh, realities, uh, not necessarily another person.
1: Yeah. There's just so many possibilities. It's hard to say one. But I think if I had to pick one person that I would switch places with, uh, regardless of time or space. Um, you know, I mentioned Fred Rogers earlier. Um, one of my role models, I, I really admired what he did for people. And, um, like if you go online, you know, you and I met on, on reddit.com. And if you go on Reddit and search for Fred Rogers or Mr. Rogers, there's like whole subreddits devoted to him. And, and he was just a, a lovely person. And, I don't know that that's that sort of warmth and kindness that he radiated. That's kind of what I wish I could do more. But uh, my personality is I'm more of an introvert, <laughs> so I, 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 I do what I can, like in little short bursts, so I, I, that's my answer, uh, as I would say, um, Mr. Rogers,
0: well, it's a really uh, it's a strong role model for you uh, and yeah, I think it's a really challenge, real challenge for us, the introverts, uh, try to be uh, helpful and kind to other people, because sometimes when uh, we are silent, uh, people think we uh, don't want to help people or we are not people pleaser, and this is not true. Maybe we are just wanting to observe. It's a it's a true challenge, and I try to do it every day too because I have a, a very close models. Not only my great grandmother, but my mother family. They are really kind people. Well, uh, I could say my grandmother, my ma- mom, <laughs> mom's mother. I really knew her. Uh, just a little, but for what my mother and my uncles say, she was a really kind woman. She used to uh, sell, uh, lend her clothes if she could. And well, it's a beautiful model to follow. And when you were talking about Mr. Rogers, uh, well, uh, the, my my grandmother, Barbara, it, it was her really name, came to my mind.
1: That's nice. That's lovely. Again, you're, like, you're, you're oh, keeping these sure. people alive in your memories, and that's, that's a lovely thing. It's a wonderful well, thing. Uh,
0: if if uh, um, heaven exists, I don't know if we are a religious person, but... Uh, If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? (laughs) I do this question to all people and the answers are so interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've never thought of that. Um, I guess I will share that I'm not religious, but I do respect people that are religious. Um, I have been religious previously. So let me see. Um, I think I would want God to recognize that I did my best and that I I try my best in all situations, more so than I'm able to here, like in my own perspective. Like I, I would hope that, that he could see outside of my perspective and think of all the, the things like the people that I may have touched or the the things that I did well that I didn't necessarily recognize because we have, you know, whether we recognize it or not, we kind of have this ripple effect just by existing, right? Because we, we affect so many different things and different people outside of ourselves and we don't even recognize that we're affecting all these people, but somebody like God would be able to. So I would just hope that I would get, get to and he would say, you know, you get a, you did a good job. Well done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really wanted to, to hear God say, oh, you, you did such a great job. Uh, I, I would be happy to, uh, watch a movie of my life and <laughs> see, um, a happy ending. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, really nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like that question that was a good one
0: uh, and one more this one is uh it was a really challenging question many years ago but what does your morning routine look like and how does it motivate for the day
1: hmm. my morning routine uh, i change it up occasionally, but right now, it's make breakfast and get out the door for work. (laughs) So it's not too inspiring, but uh, once I get to work, I'm able to kind of have more time to like decompress, um, think about my day, make a to-do list of what I need to do for the day, not only for, for my job, but also for uh, whatever I have going on in my personal life. So, uh, I know making a to-do list is, is really important for my, my routine. Um, yeah. Uh, not, it's not too crazy, but okay. it's a good question. Uh, well, I
0: don't wake up five a.m. as many people recommend, but, uh, I, I like to, separate uh, at least uh, 30 40 minutes of my morning to read and meditate and stretch (laughs) drink some water and go because well uh well when i do it i think i get more focused my mind is a chaos and well this meditation uh helps me to organize a little bit my inner chaos it's i I really miss when when i i don't do this uh morning routine uh it's really important but i nothing too radical like oh i wake up 5 (laughs) a.m and do many push-ups and run oh
1: to me it's I've tried that it's hard to keep that going (laughs) I do a lot of what you said at night um I, I do what I don't know if you've heard of sleep hygiene but it's where you try to take like a mindful practice over your sleep and like the environment you're sleeping in and just trying to like power down your brain so that you can get ready to go to sleep when you when you lie down in bed. Um, you said that you know you, d- you do some reading, you drink water, that kind of thing. I, I do a lot of that at night instead of in the morning. Um, but drinking water is important. That's that's a good one. I'm glad you do that in the morning. Uh, too. And
0: too. Uh, well, something I, I started doing after all uh, the, that pandemic craziness was stop using the phone before sleeping
1: yes yes that's so hard Uh,
0: uh, well i use it to um, look at my social media profiles and uh, look at my messages (laughs) and i i use it to sleep stress it and it wasn't good so i decided to cut (laughs) the the phone before sleeping and it's really
1: with me. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that, that's a good tip for listeners. If, if anyone's struggling with sleep, uh, try to cut all of your screens off maybe half an hour or an hour before you go to bed. And like like you're saying, Leia, it does make a difference.
0: Uh, um, what's your way of showing up for yourself every single day? Right. Oh, this is uh, not a lot <laughs>
1: oh wow so i'm someone this may be a long answer so if i if i start to ramble <laughs> you have to like <laughs> wave at me let me know because i've done a lot of work in therapy um to try to address my mental health and everything but the way i show up for myself every day is i I do what I can to take care of my body and my mind. Um, Not necessarily all at once, but just throughout the day, like try to check in with myself and see, you know, how am I feeling? You know, is is there a part of my body that hurts or am I sore anywhere? Try to work on that. Is there a certain emotion I'm feeling that's troubling me? Or is there like a, a thought that's recurring that's, that's bothering me? And then I try to think about, okay, well, you know, what can I do to, help that thought along, help it pass. Uh, Because I haven't always had that ability. Um, Sometimes when I get a a, a recurring thought that, you know, like something negative, like a negative self-talk kind of thing, it, uh, it sticks with me and it's hard to get rid of it, right? But what I've learned is you know, because I'm a data analyst, I've learned that my brain, our brains, you know, both of us, our brains are here to interpret data. So whatever comes in, it's going to do what it can to interpret based on past experiences. And maybe even if you have past trauma, you know, what you think may be based on that too. So the way I show up for myself every day is to just try to guide my thoughts and not get too hung up on the negative ones. Because there are a lot of positive things to think about oh, and a lot um, to be grateful. This for. is
0: uh, a great way of showing up. Well, uh, I, I struggled with perfectionism and imposter syndrome. Uh-huh. I, I always thought I, wa- I wasn't capable of doing anything and therapy also helping me to, uh, well start killing, uh, what I call Mr. Perfect <laughs> inside me. It's, uh-huh. uh, uh, well, we, we will never be perfect and that's okay.
1: That is okay. Yes. I'm glad to hear that you've been in therapy. That's, that's really and,
0: good. Uh, well, I, I have, a. Uh, Sketchbook here, and I put uh, the I made some art therapy. Be you your best friend, uh, create some good memories. This is my mantra for this year. (laughs) Well, uh, great. I I look for this this sentence every day since the the year has started, and well, I I always try to uh, relax. And just go, uh, not thinking about if it's perfect. If I did the best, <laughs> not my best, but the best. I do what I can, and well, this is not <laughs> this exactly. is not a problem. Well, uh, this is a. Uh, I know I talk. Talked a lot about my uh, grandparents, Uh, they were really present in my life, but, uh, well, the the theme of this season of my podcast is collaborative nostalgia, and I want to know, what's your first memory of life? Um, Let's spice up, the first good memory of life, not the first one. (laughs)
1: i can remember being i don't know what age i don't know if i was quite one yet or if i was like early one year old i remember sitting do you know what a high chair is like a like a higher chair that you put a baby in and it has like a tray uh, attached
0: (laughs) uh
1: yeah okay so I was sitting in a high chair, just kind of rocking back and forth and like singing with the, the noise that it was making. So that's my earliest memory is, is talking to my high chair. And then I have, uh, the next earliest memory is, uh, running. My mother was crouched down and I was like running to her and she gave me a big hug.
0: This is a good memory. Uh, I, I really don't remember too much because um, I I always uh, I have a sister, a younger sister. She's three years younger than me, and um, okay. I seldom remember of my life without her. I I remember the day I went to the hospital to see her. Uh, I I remember um, something I used to watch on TV uh, when I was uh, uh, <laughs> the only child. But it's it's really hard to remember uh, the earliest uh, moments of life, one year old, I really don't remember. All, all I know is um, yeah. what mom and my aunt also helped me a lot when I was a child, um, when I was a baby. Uh, what they say, I, I only know what they say. And uh, they say I was a really smart <laughs> and creative girl mm-hmm. I've always been. And uh, well, I was happy when I heard that the first thing I, I wrote before writing my name were musical notes. <laughs>
1: Wow. Uh,
0: because,
1: <laughs> do you still have any of that around that, that, like, do you have any of the papers that you wrote on uh, that you're um, able to see still?
0: Well, I, I live at under my great grandmother's house and uh, she was a viola, violinist. And mm, okay. uh, she had many books about music and the arts, and I think it influenced me uh, a lot uh, to have uh, these musical conscience. uh, Well, I'm a singer too. Many of my episodes, you will hear me sing.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I heard one where you were singing. I remember uh, that.
0: Well, music is one of the sweetest uh, memory I have uh, in my life. The, uh, I I remember the songs I heard when I was uh, three, four years old, and many people say I used to to dance <laughs> really near the the speakers. So uh, these are my sweetest memories. That's all I can say.
1: I like that. Thank you for sharing. So, um,
0: well, I there is a, another question. Uh, if you're going to bury sure. a time capsule, um, what would you put in it? Hmm.
1: Well, I guess the traditional thing is like a newspaper. (laughs) Oh, uh, this is
0: good. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. Just to show what was in the news that particular day. Um, Maybe like a pair of headphones and some music. I don't know how to, how would you play music? (laughs) huh? Because everybody listens to their phones (laughs) now, right? We don't have iPods anymore. I guess you'd have to put a like an old phone with music in it and give instructions <laughs> oh, <it's whispering. laughs> on how to use the phone. Yeah. Um, cause I'm like you, I love music. So I, I would put music in there somehow and some instructions for how the, the person opening it could listen to it. I would put, let's see. I'm looking around my room like I, <laughs> like it's going to give me ideas. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What are some answers oh, that you've heard people, from other people?
0: Uh, normally, uh, say food, or uh, there is someone who said, oh, everything I, I like is not touchable, is intangible. So I would put uh, drawings and so on. Uh, but uh, I, I also uh, said I would put uh, just uh, chocolate paper because it's my favorite food, chocolate. Oh, so.
1: <laughs> that's a good answer. I didn't think about food wrappers. Yeah, I I think also if it <clears throat> if it's a historical type of place where the the time capsule is being put in the ground, I would put something with a little bit of the history of the place uh, like like if if i was putting a time capsule in my yard at my house i would write a little bit about the history of my house
0: oh it, it makes really sense. makes sense and uh well when you're talking about the newspaper unfortunately uh this is just an audio episode i can't uh, show people but this is a newspaper from september 11 <laughs> Oh, it's a Brazilian oh, wow. newspaper, very uh, famous and uh, well, I, yeah. when it happened, I was at school. <laughs> the exact moment I was doing uh, uh, a test at school and mom started talking to me. Oh, do you know what ha- happened in the USA? And I was looking at her. No, <laughs> I was I was doing tests and then i just thought oh i i can't wait to my geography class and the geography teacher uh the following day uh, just showed this newspaper uh, wow (laughs) for us and this scene is still alive in my head and it happened many years ago Mm
1: mm-hmm yeah, it's it's one of those events that everybody has a memory of where they were or what they were doing that day. Because I, you know, I remember what I was doing too. That's 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 a cool clip that you have. I, I like that you have oh, that. I safe.
0: found at a book uh, book fair. Uh, the this newspaper was um, doing an event. Oh, you can print the. The cover of your favorite uh, newspaper cover and of course many people chose uh-huh. the september 11 2001 and uh well me too uh, and i heard the the lady who printed my my newspaper cover saying oh this is the favorite cover why <laughs> and i told her Well, it it was a very (laughs) important event for many of us. (laughs) Right. Yep. uh, Pretty cool. Well, it was a great conversation. Our uh, time is ending. And I I would uh, ask a final question before your final message. Thank you very much for giving me your words and lend me your time. And DKLA doors are always open. Would you return if you could?
1: Okay. Yeah, this was fun. I really appreciate the time and you've been a very gracious host. So thank you.
0: And well, now the last question. Do you have a final message to our listeners?
1: Ooh, a final message. Something I have learned talking with helpers uh, for over nine years now is one of the simplest ways that you can help a stranger is let them go in front of you. So if you're in line somewhere and say, for example, you're at a market and you don't have a lot of things or you have a lot of things but maybe somebody behind you only has like two or three things that they want to pay for you can just let them go in front of you and that's a nice thing to do or if if you're driving in traffic and you're able to slow down and let somebody in front of you to help them out that's a nice thing to do um that's one of the the simplest ways that I've, I've learned to be able to help other people. Um, Just, yeah, just letting Uh, them go uh, in front of you. So I guess that would be my my last bit of wisdom
0: here. And it's beautiful because uh, I I need to tell this story. Last year, uh, actually, almost two years ago, a very important event happened to my family. Well, mom uh, almost uh, passed away uh, because of a Uber driver uh, that uh, we we have no idea of how he was. And uh, well, she was alive thanks to uh, to a lady who was uh, going to the university and found mom. there at at the street and well she got her phone to uh, call someone she she knew and thanks to it she saved my mother's life Uh, so when (laughs) when you talked about this final message well uh, I immediately thought one more time about my tree my family tree
1: I'm glad you're so closer with your family and that you have so many memories and they're, they're such a big part of your life that that's really special
0: well uh thank you very much josh i really wish you a great uh, day and um uh, good luck with your podcast with your 90-year podcast too
1: you too congratulations oh, again
0: thanks and see you next time
1: (laughs) okay let's keep in touch